yeah. How does that fit in to a cohesive, larger vision? We will always have enough cash yeah. around. Strictly business. Business. It's just business. Hello, finance leaders, and welcome to CFO Yeah, your new favorite finance podcast. I'm Patrick, content manager at CFO Connect, and I talk to finance leaders growing the most interesting and exciting companies around. In this episode, I spoke with Misha Advena, head of strategic finance and analytics at Miro. Miro lets teams collaborate whiteboard style from anywhere, integrating images, video, Jira cards, sticky notes, and any other common file types. It already has more than 10 million users worldwide, including 95% of the Fortune 100. Miro raised a $50 million Series B in April 2020 for a total of $75 million so far. And NBA star Steph Curry is one of the company's highest profile investors. Misha has been leading Miro's finance team since September 2019 and previously held roles at Segment X-Time in BCG. We talked about his dual role in finance and analytics, Miro's insane growth in 2020, and why you should always keep two hours free per week to talk to smart people. As always, this show is brought to you by CFO Connect, a global community for finance leaders. Join us at cfoconnect.eu and you can email podcast at cfoconnect.eu with any questions or feedback. Misha Advena, welcome to CFO Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And I want to start um, right away with your position at Miro. You're the head of strategic finance and analytics. How did you get here? Uh, yeah, thank you for asking. So uh, I am originally from Kiev, Ukraine, uh, born and raised there. Uh, I, uh, I have my degree in mathematics uh, from Moscow State University. Later, I got my MBA uh, at Tax School of Business at Dartmouth. I spent a couple of years at Boston Consulting Group doing consulting uh, after my MBA. And then eventually in 2012, I ended up moving to San Francisco and have been enjoying my life at Tech Bubble. After that, uh, I, 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 uh, before my MBA, I spent a significant time in finance. But then after my consulting, uh, I decided that analytics is this new growing field. So in my first job here in the Bay Area, I was leading uh, product marketing analytics at a company called Textime. And then after that, uh, I was for three years at Segment. And then uh, I run both teams, both strategic finance and analytics. So now at Mira, it's, it's essentially the same, same, same set of teams that I'm managing. And I was my next question was going to be, are you a, have you always been a finance person? Um, but I, I'm, now I'm really interested in that. I guess it's a shift from you were a finance person and now you're a finance and analytics person. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. So uh, yeah, and uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm an old guy. So I, uh, when I started, it was different world uh, and I was in more traditional finance. I was in accounting, I was in strategy and planning. Uh, but uh, I, I think one transition that we see today in finance is that uh, we, we have more and more data and we have more and more tools to uh, to use this data in a meaningful way. And in recent years, 
especially for SaaS companies, the whole idea of, of what finance is doing and what is key value add from this team started shift, shifting. So yeah, I think I think mix and uh, coordination between uh, analytics and finance became much closer. And uh, like those areas, analytics and finance, they used to be very uh, separate from each other, but now we see more collaboration and they kind of start not merging, but finance people start using data more and analytics look for ways to help finance people better. Well, so perhaps it would be uh, valuable then if you maybe explain what exactly your role now at Miro is. What What's the kind of day-to-day? What are the chief responsibilities in that yeah. position? Yeah, yeah. So uh, as, as, as you mentioned, uh, I have two teams uh, to manage. And one is strategic finance, which is very close to, like you can call it FP&A, right? So it's part of financial organization, uh, our reporting, accounting, would be another part. And a goal of strategic finance is, of course, to try to kind of think about what lies in the future and what is our operational model and how we should set targets for next year and how should we read current data to understand what's happening, what's going well, what's not going well. So it's you, you, you can see it as like more traditional FP&A function. On analytics side, as we, we at Mira, we have central embedded analytics model and what it means, it means that all analysts uh, belong to analytics team. So that's pretty sizable team as of now. And we have multiple teams that support essentially different parts of organization. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's uh, running, running the team is second part of my responsibilities. And perhaps this is a good time also to talk about what is Miro and, and explain some people won't have had the chance to use yeah. uh, Miro before. So how do you how do you define Miro? How do you explain what Miro does? Yeah, yeah. So Miro is online wide board collaboration uh, solution, and you can think about it as wide board uh, that you can use online, and not only you can use it as a wide board, you can collaborate. You can work with other people. Uh, you can share it. So it's 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 amazing tool uh, to make people more productive. It's uh, kind of uh, it's this like next next generation of collaboration tools. It's it's not war. It's not a text format. It's not numbers format. It's like you you can have everything in there, and it, it gives people flexibility to ideate, to discuss ideas, to present, to put work plans, to put strategy in there. And um, yeah, and that's 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 what we do. Uh, we, we, we try to help other companies to uh, enable them to collaborate as efficiently as possible. And I'm always interested to know, um, how does the finance team use Miro? Because I think that's what, we'll have a lot of finance teams listening and they'll be wondering whether or not they're in a position to use a tool like Miro as well. How does your team use Miro? Yeah, yeah. So uh, of course we love using Miro and we use it as, as much as possible. Uh, you can, uh, one, like, so, so every time, every time you share your insights, your findings with people, Miro is an amazing tool for that. And uh, you, you, like two, two key use cases that we have today would be one is this uh, budget versus actual discussion, right? We have it monthly, we look at what plan we had and what happened in reality, and then we try to understand what has happened. So for that, we have our set of numbers and Mira, you, you can use it. In, so 
like in my previous life we used i used google slides but mira is actually even better tool because it's kind of google slides is when one dimensional right you have kind of certain order of slides in mira it's it's a two by two canvas so you have additional dimension so when you need a little bit more details you can use like my story would go left to right but then whenever i i feel there might be some questions i'm adding additional slides additional visualizations below uh, so that, that is one advantage and second uh, of course bva is it's not only about numbers it's also about what's happening in a business so we use mira to collaborate with business owners and at the end of the uh, kind of day the, the the process involves both finance side of story and uh, business owner side of story and we use single board to uh, put all the materials that are relevant and we collaborate on what need and need not to be there. That's really interesting because it's a big topic that we've been talking a lot about all year um, in the CFO Connect community is this idea of, especially with COVID, which we're going to talk about shortly, um, finance teams are a lot more visible within the company because companies uh, you know, regular people, marketing teams, sales people need to know why budgets have been cut or why um, we have new priorities within the company. And so this idea of being able to collaborate properly between or easily between the finance team and other business teams is is a really hot topic. Definitely, definitely hot topic for us as well. You're over 500 employees now. So how fast has the company grown? So the company, even before COVID, uh, we were growing pretty fast because kind of this is new way to collaborate and a lot of people see value in using this kind of tools. But uh, of course, early this year, COVID happened and we just found ourselves in a situation where uh, a lot of people who started working from home needed next generation tools for collaboration. And like it's, yeah, it's our tool can do that and we can help a lot of people. Uh, so the demand spiked, uh, spiked significantly. Uh, I think uh, headcount-wise, we we will more than more than double this year, and we will plan to double next year. So we 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 try to grow as fast as possible to help as many companies uh, as we can. The positive, the effects of COVID have essentially been positive for the business. Is that right? Yes. Did anything surprise you about how quickly the company grew during? Uh, a period where lots of other companies were actually contracting. Yeah, yeah. So it's I think it's a classical um, kind of case of product market fit when you just wake up one morning and you see that suddenly a lot a lot of people really want to use your product. And when COVID happened, especially when uh, multiple countries implemented lockdown. Uh, yeah, top top of the funnel interest just just kind of yeah skyrocketed in a matter of weeks, and yeah, I never I've never seen anything like that. It's 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 super fast growth trajectory. Uh, so we yeah all all of us kind of were working super hard to try to satisfy the demand and to make sure that and yeah like it's it's like comp- business is growing but at the same time kind of to make sure that we keep delivering amazing product, amazing services with, with all this new demand without without our systems breaking. That's that's challenge by itself. Uh, and of course, kind of we also want to grow. We want to innovate on product side. We want 
uh, keep keep bringing new features to market and like so, so like every team in an organization wants to do new stuff but at the same time we need to work on satisfying uh, spike in the demand that we face so yeah it is it was it was a crazy year and it's uh, i think it will keep being crazy uh, for for foreseeable future did the the product and positioning of of Miro change at all as a result of covid or was it essentially you had built this product that as you said had a great fit for what turned out to be a very remote focused year for most businesses um and so you really didn't have to change a whole lot or did you have to identify a few little maybe areas of the product that you um promoted more heavily during that period um or maybe somewhere in between so i think it's in between a lot of a lot of things that were built were super useful uh, for people who found themselves working from home uh we we found some use cases where uh, people wanted even more. Uh, so some examples would be workshops, kind of facilitation of uh, online meetings. Uh, of course, we see many more of, the, of those these days. So some some tools, some features that facilitate workshops and uh, multiple like collaboration of multiple people uh, doing things on the same board. Uh, it's it, yeah, it's something that we started investing even more heavily. Uh, after COVID. Mm. But mostly it's a case of sort of right place, right time. Definitely a huge factor, yeah. If you're enjoying this conversation, then you've got to check out CFO Connect, the global community for modern finance leaders, like the ones on this podcast. We host monthly events and workshops, have a private Slack group for CFOs, and a one-on-one member matching program. CFO Connect membership is free, but reserved for experienced finance leaders. So if that's you, head over to cfoconnect.eu and apply to join us. Okay, uh, another topic that we've talked a huge amount this year in the CFO Connect community has been forecasting, which obviously as the head of strategic finance, you will have been doing a lot of. How did you find that process this year? Uh, <laughs> yeah, very non-satisfying. Uh, it's 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 yeah, it's it's very. Uh, I'm sure everybody um, kind of are in the same position. It's super difficult to forecast when things are changing so fast and so significantly. Uh, we yeah, our response to that. We, we, at certain point in time, we just realized that no matter how hard we try building. 12 months projections will never be super precise. It will never be precise, period. Mm -hmm. Uh, So instead of trying to do that, our response was to uh, iterate faster. And instead of building 12 months plans, idea was let's let's focus on next three months, but let's look at numbers on weekly basis, not on monthly basis, uh, because things are changing so fast uh, and speed, speed of our reaction and speed of our adjustments uh, ended up being more important uh, than over-investing in long-term plans that are just uh, so, so unreliable these days. Yeah. I think a lot of listeners will be uh, maybe surprised or at least interested to to hear that even for businesses that have done relatively well over this period, 
um, who are sort of pandemic proof uh, is one of the phrases that gets thrown around. The challenges associated with forecasting are exactly the same because everybody, even if you're doing well, you still have the same lack of information that everybody else has. It's lack of information, but it's also magnitude of impact those changes have. Mm -hmm. And uh, so kind of this year it was, everything was very volatile, but even thinking about next year, we all hope that vaccine will, will allow all of us go back to offices uh, and it, it, it will have impact on our business. Uh, so we expect declining uh, level of demand, but like when it will happen, how big it will be, it's just it's just so difficult to say. That's interesting because it, that's another big topic, um, obviously, at the moment, is to what extent things will go back to normal, to what extent some businesses will remain, sort of become remote first yeah. now and remote will be the norm and going into the office once or twice a week will be normal as opposed to the way it used to be. So you are envisioning, um, I guess, some sort of return to normal at some point in the next year or 18 months? Yeah. So on, on a very high level, our thinking is uh, is very much in line with how you described it, right? We, we definitely see a lot of companies who declare that they will be remote first going forward. Uh, we also see a lot of companies who want to use hybrid model when you have some teams remote, some teams on site. We have Googles of this world saying that maybe we'll, they will have, I you know, two days working from home in a week and then three days working from office. And for us, for our product, of course, even if you have one person on the team working remotely, our tool starts being so much more valuable. Uh, mm -hmm. For us, kind of another big factor that we expect to see is that this massive experiment of so many people working from home seems to accelerate a lot of trends that we already have seen. So we, we also see a lot of people just finding um, online collaborative whiteboard better tools uh, to use no matter whether you are working in the same room or in, in, in different cities. So we also expect acceleration and adoption of our tool independently from COVID situation. But that then we're also kind of super, super clear about the fact that some companies will just will go back to doing uh, business old way. Uh, so we have we have our model, we have our assumptions. Of course, kind of putting a size like what what percent of companies will be in this first category versus second versus third, super tricky. Uh, for us, it's more about making explicit assumptions and making sure that we keep monitoring situation and keep looking at numbers when this process starts. Then uh, kind of to to to, to over invest in modeling it and trying to understand how exactly numbers will look like. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it will be super curious to see how this whole situation will play out and how post-COVID world will look like. Off the back of so much growth this year, have your investments for next year changed? Has it moved your timeline forward or um, forced you to think about other places to invest? Yeah, everything accelerated. And uh, yeah, as I mentioned, COVID is one component, but this whole work from home uh, situation that accelerated a lot of trends in how uh, people get work done, uh, it's, it, it's definitely inspired us to invest more. And yeah, at this point in time, we are investing everywhere uh, because 
yeah, we, 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 we do have this unique opportunity to uh, help a lot of people to get, get things done easier and faster. Well, and speaking of investment, there was a, a pretty sizable Series B in April, if I'm right. Um, how were you involved in that? So, yeah, strategic finance uh, always is part of the process, in my experience, because uh, investors want to know what happened in the past, but guess what? They're even more curious about how company thinks about projections going forward. Mm -hmm. So it was super close partnership role of um, uh, strategic finance team was to make sure that we have all the numbers and all the data to tell a story both about the past, but also about our plans going forward. Do you enjoy fundraising? I personally love it. I don't know, there is some magic, there is some energy into, mm -hmm. into just kind of uh, using a bunch of numbers to convince other people that this thing can be can be a really big, com big company someday. And not only not only doing this from our side, but also hearing like hearing questions, hearing how investors think about what makes business valuable, what makes business sustainable. I think it's amazing learning. Of course, it's stressful. It's it's yeah, it's pretty rough. A uh, couple of weeks when uh, the whole due diligence process, when the whole marketing process uh, happens. But yeah, I think it's it's kind of one of highlights in my in my career uh, for the last few years. Do you have any advice for other um, finance leaders who are going through that process? Uh, having solid numbers helps. Uh, that's that's for sure. Um, yeah, of course. If uh, in my experience, if if there is a way to to have Kind of to know in advance that this thing is on the horizon and in advance i mean like it can be a month it can be half a year is super helpful because uh like especially in fast growing company we, we we always have more things to do than what can possibly be done and of course fundraising is super important and everybody would i feel like everybody would would prepare better for this and prioritize this given uh, enough um, uh, kind of time uh, to know. So yeah, my one advice would be just like try to um, uh, talk to your exec team and see if you can get a feeling on when this thing is happening so that you can prepare accordingly. Hmm. Let's maybe talk a bit more about the analytics side of the role. Um, uh, do you approach those, the, you have the finance side and the analytics side, do you approach those two parts of the role separately, quite separately? So, like, uh, tell me what you mean by separately. Well, I mean, it could be that you essentially have two different jobs and you do them differently. You do them separately. You do uh, Monday to Wednesday, I'm the finance person. Thursday and Friday, I'm the analytics person. Um, or are they they're really intertwined in terms of the objectives and the work that you need to do, your responsibilities? Yeah, so I think they're definitely connected, but they are not super connected. And kind of fundamentally, both teams have the same goal, right? It's uh, help other teams to make better decisions using data. Finance team does it one way, analytics is doing it slightly another way. My uh, kind of, my observations are uh, that, of course, finance team is, it's, it's a central function, right? Like at the end of the day, it's about accountability, resource allocation, setting targets that other te teams will be uh, uh, kind of trying to accomplish. 
Uh, so it, it has this very central central role and having strong point of view is super important. And you are a partner, but you also a, a kind of a team that is telling the truth about what's happening in the company. Uh, on the analytics side of things, usually analytics team are a little bit more embedded and partnership is uh, kind of a little bit more important because kind of analytics doesn't set targets, right? So all, all analytics does, it tries to understand what kind of problems uh, team that we are supporting have and how we best to help them. Of course, analytics uh, team also is tasked with having strong opinions about what's happening and what metrics are important and what we see in a business using data. But yeah, my, my kind of biggest change, kind of biggest difference between the teams would be this uh, stronger goal setting component that finance team has. That partnership between finance and the business teams between sales, marketing, product, uh, CS, whomever else, that's a really strong partnership that you have at the moment. You're working directly with them in goal setting, setting budgets, um, those kinds of things. Yeah, so to me, partnership is number one goal of finance team because kind of formally artifact that finance team produces the plan and DVAs and kind of actuals uh, and financials. But uh, when I ask myself a question, like what is the biggest potential, what is the biggest uh, help that a team can provide, it, it always comes to partnership. And especially for such a fast-growing companies as Mira, because kind of bud budgets are important and having visibility into like how much money we spent is important, but uh, kind of finding ways, finding opportunities to grow even faster is even more important, especially given magnitude of potential. So um, yeah, I would say that today and like definitely this year, definitely next year, uh, our goal is and will be on partnering as closely as possible with our business um, uh, business stakeholders and looking for ways to help them make uh, better decisions and help them to understand like what's happening, what is going well, what is not going well, and what are some areas that requires a little bit more attention. Mm, I think that's a really, it's a common thing that, that we hear a lot. And I think it's a really important goal that CFOs and finance leaders uh, moving towards at the moment, that idea of really being part of the growth of the company and, and not um, the sort of the end of the line, uh, not just the team that processes his receipt, you know, does the accounting side, but also very much like being a part of the growth plan and the journey of the company. Uh, I think it's a really big priority. Totally agree. Okay, one more question, and then we've got some quick fire questions. So actually six more questions. What do you like most about finance, about being in the finance team and working in finance in a company like Miro? Uh, it's it's uh, essentially you are the, the, the guy with numbers and you are the guy with the plan, right? Uh, every function, they, they will they will always know more about their area of responsibility, right? Sales will always know more about what's happening with customers. Marketing will always know more about how to attract interest to your uh, company, but finance have the whole picture together. And uh, th that provides a unique opportunity to step back and uh, ask very fundamental questions, which, which are, what is, uh, what is our business? How is it doing? How do we make money? 
uh, what's going well, what's not going well. And both like on intellectual level, I just love this challenge. And it sounds very, very, it's not easy, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a a uh, very exciting question to work on. But then second is potential impact, right? Because like once once you understood for yourself what is what is happening in a business, then you have a great opportunity to leverage this knowledge and to to spread the knowledge and to help uh, other business owners to understand better what's happening and hopefully and hopefully make better decisions based on that. All right, it's time for the quick fire questions. Um, I say this every single time. We call them quick fire questions, but you don't have to answer them quickly. You can, um, it can be one word answers, but it can be, you can talk as, as much as you like, uh, really whatever you think is, is gonna be useful for the listeners. So the first one, what's one finance tool you couldn't live without? Uh, Google Sheets, they are. I know a lot of people have mixed opinions, but in this day when there is so much collaboration, especially remote collaboration, uh, yeah, this, this is just amazing tool, not only to put numbers together, but also to share it uh, and make sure that people know what those numbers are and have opportunities to react. If there was one part of your day-to-day -day that you could outsource completely and forget about, what would it be? Oh my God, that is a good one. Um, all everything that that is about um, kind of technical components of our job, right? Like finance is about getting numbers, analyzing numbers, and uh, sometimes it can be tedious. So uh, tools that better connects different parts of our data and that allow that would allow us just to get data faster, make sure that data quality is always always there, that we don't have to worry about that. Uh, that would make our life so much easier. Hmm. What's the best advice you've ever received? Yeah, that's that's another good one. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I so I, I I got my uh, job offer to run uh, accounting team, and uh, I talked to my professor of accounting, and I'm like, man, just tell me like how how do I make this thing success? And yeah, got great advice. Still use it today. Uh, what he said was that always start from asking a question how this thing will be used because especially in finance it's so easy to go and put numbers in one place and analyze them in this way in that way collect this data collect that data and sometimes you just overinvest in this data collection and processing and a little like it's very easy to forget about like like but like how actually are we going to use it is it like do we really need all the data can we get away with like using only 20% of it? So starting from output, like what is output of this analysis? Why are we doing this? How, how are we going to use it? Just provides much better focus and clarity of what we need to, uh, to do and what is minimum amount of efforts that uh, would allow us to solve the problem that we have. Which other finance leaders do you talk to or learn from regularly? Yeah, I have my network of friends who works in finance, a ton of people who are super smart, super driven, have my have my advisor uh, who is yeah, running a finance team in a much bigger organization. Super helpful advice to everybody. Definitely try to you know, have one, two hours a week uh, and invest it in talking to other people because 
Uh, like there are a lot of smart people around there and sometimes just sharing ideas and hearing how other people are solving similar problems can be uh, very helpful. I like that. And final question, why did you join CFO Connect? Uh, exactly because of that, uh, right? A network of people who are working on similar problems and uh, yeah, just the ability to to hear what other uh, people have to say about problems I have and what problems uh, they are trying to solve. Um, just yeah, provides, provides extra level of visibility into what's happening in the world. Misha Advena, thank you for joining us on CFO Year. Uh, thank you for having me. CFO Year is brought to you by CFO Connect, the fastest growing global community for finance leaders. Join us for webinars and workshops, get our expert resources, and be a part of an exclusive Slack group just for CFOs. Join the community and exchange ideas with CFOs from the most exciting companies in the world. Just visit cfoconnect.eu.